1: The Bootstrap Podcast show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, a grassroots entrepreneur-led movement to bring together, celebrate, and give a voice to Australia's entrepreneurship community. On the podcast, we speak with the movers and shakers of Australia's entrepreneurship community to give a glimpse into the future of business. Bootstrap Podcast on AusPod Syndicate.
2: Trump Bell is a true thought leader known as the bucket list guy has been helping people create and realize their innermost adventurous minds for more than 20 years trab an accomplished speaker coaches and mentor he is also the founder and ceo of the certified bucket list coach you can check him on the socials on the website the on twitter thrub bell and on the facebook the bucket list guy on Instagram bucketlistguide.travel and on LinkedIn Bell. Thanks
1: for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we're going to show you how. Now, now let's get started.
2: Please welcome Trab Bell. Welcome to the show.
1: Nico. stoked to be on, mate. Excellent. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you so much for having you on our show for today. So first thing, when you're 18, you've written a list. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, when I was 18, I don't know. I read, I, I read it somewhere to create a list before, you know, a list to do before I die. So literally I took it to heart. I'm not one of these guys that reads something in a book and then doesn't do it or goes to a seminar and doesn't do anything. I I really do implement. And I, I guess that would attribute to some of the success that I've had, but I don't know. I read it somewhere. Maybe it was an Auntie Robbins book or something like that. Write down a list of all the things you want to do before you die. So I, I was at 18, not really knowing how that, you know, how I was going to fund it or how I was going to do it, but just write down a whole heap of things you want to do before you die. And um, the top two things, in fact, were go to Mount Everest Base Camp and do an Ironman. Um, So, and a whole bunch of, um, I think I even had a, you know, own a BMW, which is not on my list anymore. I never wanted to, Uh, but, you know, some things come on, some things go off. But no, I've always, I've always had this list to do before I die, literally written down out of my head, consciously thought out and then written down. And, you know, fun fact that if you actually just write down goals, let alone bucket list items, let alone to do before you die items, you've got a 42% more likelihood of these things actually manifesting, of actually showing up in your life. So kids out there, listeners, watchers, write some stuff down. <laughs> but, you know, what's easy to do is easy not to do, Right. So at the end of the day, I've had this list and it was always in my little blue folder. Wherever I went in shared housing and, and university, you know, I always had my little list to do before I die, literally carried around with me next to my bed and always reflected on it, updated it, crossed things off it. But it was always my, um, my compass that I recalibrated on to check in with on a um quite a continual basis and you know through the ups and downs of of business life as you know um you've got to have that recalibration process and that's what it was for me
2: so the last time i watched the the ted the ted x in Melbourne in 2016
1: so you said work to live or live to work what do you mean about that well we're talking to we we're talking to entrepreneurs here in your show, right? I mean I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've never had a job. I started my first business straight out of third year university and that was in personal fitness training industry. So I started with one client, ended up with tens of thousands of clients around Australia, was the first to franchise personal training studios in Australia, I had a chain of twenty one studios around Australia, um nearly two over two million personal training sessions that, Myself and up to 300 staff, you know, did over the course of 20 years. Um, And, you know, that was the first business. Had a bit of a breakdown before, breakthrough moment through depression. Defranchised the whole thing. Got into what I'm doing now.
0: Your podcast journey starts here. Take the first step on your side. Hustle with us. It starts with a great domain. Get your podcast web host With Beard and Coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at Facebook.
1: And now as a speaker and as a coach, I'm forever telling entrepreneur groups such as what you've got, your tribe, is it a, you know, a bucket list is a tangible life plan, right? Where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. So this really brings home that work to live principle, not live to work. And even though that people will talk about the hustle and the grind and the figure, you know, the, you know, sacrifice now to enjoy later kind of thing. What this allows people to do is, is really, I guess, compartmentalizing what we do in our businesses, in our jobs, in our careers, because yeah, really, as you know, our, our businesses, and hopefully this is some perspective for people, our businesses really should do two things, right? And that is to spit out the cash flow and also, Miko, you know, the time flow to allow us, the owner, to do the shit that we want to do in life, you know, time flow and cash flow. So you've got to make some decisions. You've got to get off the fence. You've got to hustle harder, maybe in the short term to get it, to spit out those results double bonus though if you actually love what you do and it's it's what you're doing out there is of service to the community it's helping a lot of people it's hitting your values which is your internal you know rule book um then and and you love what you do you're passionate about it um i think that's the holy grail it's giving you the results plus it's hitting your values and i think there's a lot of people that can't say that you know, 87, I do a lot of stuff in America and 87% of people who go to work every day don't like what they do. They're what they call disengaged. That 87% of people go to work every day and don't like what they do. It's freaking nuts. So that's why a lot of people become an entrepreneur. But let's put it in perspective. This whole bucket list concept is about have, uh, helping people create a more tangible reason why. To get out of bed in the morning grow, and grow, you know, go grow their businesses. Do you believe in work-life balance? Does it exist? No, work-life balance is bullshit. Um, I uh, work-life balance was thrown around the eighties and nineties into the two thousands, but nothing ever balances. Can you tell me a balanced entrepreneur, especially in the bootstrap phase? There's no, there's no concept. You know, like like the thing is. The thing is, if you're, you know, I, I love, you know, I follow Grant Cardone and, and I love his book actually here is, is Be Obsessed or Be Average. And here, here, here this wasn't a fake Zoom background, by the way, guys. You know, this is, a, this is actually a real bookshelf. I haven't read any of these books, but no, that, but at the end of the day, Be Obsessed or Be Average, this is really cool because it really, it really helps people. And I believe this, you know, be obsessed about everything. You know, when you're paying attention to something, go, go, go all in. You know, there's no such thing as bound balance equals, you know, 50% over here and 50% over there. You try to grow a business, you try and grow a business successfully and not be obsessed about it. You know, like you try and grow a business at 50% being, you know, balanced in every good luck, you know, it won't happen. But I think, Try this emphasise, Miko, is, is instead of saying work-life balance, seek your own definition of work-life blend.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.
1: Right, and how the two intertwine because we're never off and we're never on. You know, we're always, we're kind of always on, you know, in every area, but it's really a, about a time allocation, or should I say, attention allocation during your day. I've just got back from the gym. I'm obsessed about the gym my partner and I go to the gym every single night at, uh, you know, four around 4 30. Okay. And we've got goals in relation to that. And now we're not balancing. We're obsessed about getting results. All right. We're obsessed about, we're obsessed about our diet. We're, I'm now obsessed with sleep at the moment. And, and these are, um, obsessed is a, has a negative connotation, but at the end of the day, I'm also obsessed about my business. I'm obsessed about helping people through that business and our coaching network around the world i'm obsessed about um, learning and reading wake up at five thirty, you know four thirty in the morning and and we read you know i'm obsessed about getting through you know one of my bucket list items at the moment which is fifty two books in a year you know i'm obsessed about you know catching up with friends i'm obsessed about being a great parent as well you know obsessed about being a great partner so let's, let's, let's get rid of maybe obsessed and just say, I'm passionate. <laughs> and then it hasn't got a negative connotation, but nothing's balanced. It's just time allocation. It's a, or more importantly, attention allocation. What you pay attention to is what really matters. Right? So, and, and here's the thing when people say, I'm a, I'm a multitasker. Well, what multitasking breeds because it's stupid. What multitasking breeds, and so you know, people wear it like as a badge of honor. You know, I can, I've got a balanced life because I can multitask. That means that when you're with your kids, you're also on your mobile phone. Great, great example. You know, that's multitasking. That's a really bad example of multitasking. That's not a badge of honor. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, our most valuable commodity and Gary V says this, our most valuable commodity these days is our attention. That the key to our attention is actually shutting off distractions of everything else. So if we're working from home, for instance, your ability to create non-negotiable rules, you know, within your day, and to go, okay. I've got a hard cutoff for gym. I've got a hard start to the day. I'm, I'm going to run my meetings from here to here. I'm, it's family time from here to here. If you looked at, if you looked at my day, you could say, oh yeah, that's pretty balanced. You've got time allocation for everything. But no, it's it, it's really you know making sure that I can pay attention to the different areas of in life and go full on too. But that's going to be in relation with you saying. The default
2: versus the design—is that going to be correlated?
1: But the default. No, a lot of people. What I mean by that, um, a lot of people are living by default, not by design. Probably not us, because we're entrepreneurs, right? We've decided to design our life according to our rules. You know, you see a gap in the market, you you create a business to serve that market, and we are designing our life to create that business to, you know, to get that result for that market. Um, but a lot of people are living by default. What I mean by that is they're following, you know, they're in the matrix. So they suffer from Monday-itis, hump day, thank God it's Friday, you know, and I call it Sunday-itis, that sinking feeling, you know, two or three in the afternoon on a Sunday before you go back to work. Again, um, we're told to go to school, get good grades, go to university, get a good job, become a, a, a uh, a nice, quiet, um, you know, responsible taxpayer, and uh, and and that's all well and good. Get a secure job. Get the mortgage. Maybe get two mortgages if you're lucky. Get married. Get the two point three kids, and off you go. That is that's how it's meant to play out, yeah. But Miko, look at the stats. Depression, anxiety suicides, youth suicides, the overprescription of antidepressants. Um, we've even got this thing now called the loneliness epidemic, which is the adverse effect of social media. Now, these stats are climbing and they were already climbing at crazy rates here in Australia and everywhere in the world, climbing at crazy rates. And then we go and throw COVID on the top of it and it's just gone to crazy levels. Now, so if that's the plan, Something's broken because those are the stats. That's the evidence. So people are living by default, you know, like told what to do and how to do it. And you're going to sacrifice your happiness now to enjoy later when you get your superannuation payout or when you forget your 401k in America. And a lot of people hang out for that day. I'll sacrifice now to enjoy later, waiting for the perfect time or someday to come around. But that obviously doesn't come around for a lot of people. So, um, you know, what, what depresses me the most is thinking that a person has worked their guts out their whole life and sacrificed for their family and for sacrifice, maybe their happiness as well, just to retire and then have five, 10 good years and then they're gone or not even. That saddens me. That's a regretful life or regret versus a regret free life. So, put another way, um, I dare say a lot of people are just um, existing and not living. You know, people are, like I said in that TED talk, people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. If you let that sink in, you know people that are sheeple. You know people who are on the, you know, groundhog day, or on the treadmill of life. My whole thing for why I do what I do, and now our global network of coaches do what they do, is to help wake people up before they get given a use-by date. You know, have a midlife awakening rather than a midlife crisis.
2: You're saying as well is that life way is too short not to live your bucket list. Can you elaborate that to our listener and audience as well, especially the business owner, and entrepreneur who is watching right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, what we want to do is is I want people to live. You know, when I when I be, see someone called me the bucket list guy. So how little backstory. I went through a bout of depression, not, not that severe, but, you know, um, not compared to, you know, some of the examples that we see around us and instead of going on heavy antidepressants, I found myself going, no, I want to get to the, rather than put a band aid over the top of it, I want to get to the root cause, you know, of of and really trying to understand my own psychology. So I forced myself to go to personal development events, learn NLP, life coaching, learn um, a Kagi principle, learn, um, uh you know law of attraction stuff, um positive psychology, all that kind of all this soup of learnings. And it wasn't until someone said kind of at the end of all the money I'd spent is 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 like, hey Trav, why don't you teach this stuff? And that helped me actually compartmentalize what I was going through. Ah, oh, that's right. I'm here to teach this stuff. So I put on a talk, had about 40 people in the room. Um, I was nervous as hell. And then at the end of it, and I started sharing this list to do before I die, the one I had since I was 18. And this is only 10 years ago. And then someone, and it inspired the group. And I was the only freak in the room that actually had one of these things written down. So it uh, inspired the group. And then Joe, one of our clients at the time said, I said, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? It's like a bucket list. You're, you're like the bucket list guy. And I went, "Bing!" like the old moment, went home and registered thebucketlistguy.com, and I've been a speaker and a coach ever since, putting on events, doing keynote presentations around the world, et cetera, et cetera. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode
0: by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like
1: you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. And now licensing out what I do, and now we've got bucket list coaches around the world. But the point, but I built all that for me. I built that to help the former me. I, got, I went full on into this whole bucket list brand and concept to help the former depressed me because he was living a life of, of no real, well, at that time, no, not a lot of meaning, not a lot of purpose and not a lot of fulfilment or even gratitude going on. So the concept of bucket list was a representative of, it, it represented freedom. It represented, you know, being happy, you know, going after the things that you're really happy with, and constructing constructing a business as a result. And around that time, you know, I read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, like everyone else. And and you know, since then, I've I've crossed that off my bucket list and had lunch with Tim Ferriss, and um, which was awesome. But at the end of the day, um, that whole online world was starting to, you know, starting to come to, you know, come to the fore. So I had all these bricks and mortar businesses in terms of gyms, closing all that down, selling them off and then transitioning over into this online world as the bucket list guy. I didn't know how the hell I was going to monetize it, um, but I knew it it felt good. So I, I, I you know, um, decided to just, you know, put the blinkers on and, and go deep with this. But essentially it was to help me um, live, live, you know, live live more. You know, live be happier. You know, but but the bucket list guy sounded a lot cooler than the happiness guy. It was a bit lame. Um, I I I I looked around at this whole bucket list concept, and I realized a lot of people had written bucket list and were doing their bucket list, and it was a very common hashtag thing. But a lot of it was about travel, and I'm like, hang on, well, with all these stats going on and depression climbing. Um, and travel is what everyone wants, but unfortunately, travel is very expensive. You know, it costs a lot of time and money. And although people are going to have to wait for their whole lives to do some of those big travel things. I want people to be happier now, not wait until, you know, not wait until later on when they might, even, might not even get a chance. So I created this thing that I did the TED Talk on, which was the My Bucket List Blueprint to help people really unpack what was in their head. And and help them, you know, inspire through questioning, um, and unearth all the things that they truly want to do in their in their life. Called them, and I use the concept called the my bucket list blueprint, and um, and it really has helped a lot of people over the last ten years. Be happier now. Like I'm into instant gratification rather than just delayed gratification, and you know I truly believe that life is way too short not to live your bucket list. Um, and I want to help wake people up, start living their list before they get given a use by date. Simple as that. Because here's the shit thing, Miko is when a person gets a a you know gets given a use by date or a cancer diagnosis or something traumatic or dramatic happens to them or a loved one, suddenly people reprioritize in a heartbeat, mate. It's we we're, we're, we're stupid as human beings. It takes such an emotional slap for us to realise what's what we want to do. So it offers an opportunity for people to put their own oxygen mask on first before they can go and help others. It, You know, I want people to use these learnings, you know, I've got the book coming out and stuff, to take the opportunity to take time out of their life to work on their life. You know, not just take, you know, not just work on their business. But, you know, this has helped drive, this has helped, Pull entrepreneurs towards their goals, to grow their businesses, to make decisions, get off the fence, hire new people, get investors in. You know, it's had a it had a crazy effect on business owners around the world.
2: Thank you for that. So, by the way, congratulations for the new book as well, the Bucket List Blueprint.
1: Yes, there it is. This yeah. is the only this is the only copy on earth right now because uh, it goes. It, it'll be it'll be ready. Well. By the time this comes out, I don't know when it's going to come out, but it'll be ready for sale in about a week from today, the time of filming this. That's only been about ten years in the freaking making, <laughs> so yeah. But it really goes through, yeah, it really goes through all the, all the, the my bucket list blueprint and uh, some pretty funny stories in there. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm stoked that, that that is a big bucket list tick right there.
2: Yeah, congratulations for that uh, book. It' been it' been a while for almost ten years before you get a book a bucket list uh, blueprint. So the next question I have for you is that: is this you have twelve step formula hmm. to in relation with the bucket list? Can you tell us on the on that twelve step formula? Can you give us advice to the business owner entrepreneur? How can they re- or align the twelve step to their to their business?
1: Oh, look, it's really easy. Um, here's the thing. Um, where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay, so here, here it is. Remember back in the day, Miko, we had these things called pens? I'm being sarcastic here. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. remember back in the day, we used to have these things called paper. I know. It's crazy analog concept. I know. I still have (laughs) that. Yeah, there we go. You've got it. So if you actually, like, here's the thing. If you actually write shit down, right, you've got a 42% more likelihood of things actually manifesting. So number one, don't just write a business plan, write a life plan in the form of a bucket list. Go through the, my bucket list blueprint and, and just, just, Take some time out of your life and and just go deep with it. Write down all the things that you want to do. Watch the TED Talk, buy the book, all that sort of thing. There's a shitload of, there's 600 ideas in there that are um, tried and tested. Um, And then, then you know, like I'm doing five things at the moment on my list. Some take a long time. Some don't take any time at all. But at the end of the day, what it does is help you
0: We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at
1: Um, Create this tangible, very personal, tangible life plan. And uh, and then what I want you to do is, well, I've actually got a challenge for you. And this is for you, Miko, as well as your watchers and listeners is I want you to read the book, I want you to watch the TED talk, and I want you to seriously email your bucket list to me. Trav at the bucket list Okay, because I've got these special magical powers to make these bucket list items come to fruition. Now some are gonna be expensive, some are not gonna be expensive, some will take a lot of time, others won't. Others are only a phone call away, others are only an entry away. But when you're writing this stuff down, like any goal, you've got to focus on the what and the why, not about the how. That's really, really important. See, so a lot of people won't even... What's easy to do is easy not to do, right? So A lot of people won't even write goals down, let alone bucket list items, because of, of, it's easy, to, easy not to do, easy to do, easy not to do. But it's also fear of success, fear of failure. So a lot of people don't write goals down because they don't want to disappoint themselves. Because of past whatever, you know, uh, past programming, or probably not your community, mate. But at the end of the day, we want to get people to write some stuff down. And that, that in actually writing versus writing into a, you know, typing into a phone, um, that has more of an effect, of a real effect of goal achievement versus the digital version that I just shared.
2: So you're saying time to wake up.
1: Yeah. So I say from way like, too short, right? Like like why or why even have a business plan if you haven't got some form of life plan? Like what the hell what because money and time aren't the end goal. They're not the end goal. They're 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 the result of your of your you know of your share portfolio. They're the result of your property portfolio, they're the result of your business portfolio, right? That's what each of those vehicles do. Yeah. I having more that money that and that having that more time means means nothing. Yeah. I unless you're, that unless that you're that. gonna go on, you know, but, but here's the thing, when you when you go write down your bucket list items, I want you people to check in with them and how big is your why out of 10, right? So for me, going to Mount Everest Base Camp with my dad was like a 10 Was ia like 20, a hundred out of 10, you know, like it was definitely a 10 out of 10. So I wanted to go that bad. I just see when the Y is strong enough to how work itself out. Right. Um, and it's not a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. True. True. You yeah. know this from bootstrapping, man. Like, like yeah. if you're passionate about your business, you find a way of making it work. And I don't think people trust that enough in their life.
2: That's correct. Yeah, I totally agree with you that, yeah. So you have to have your own, you have your own passion. You have to have a good business
1: plan to, yeah. to do it. Same as a life plan, it's straight up. Yep. Yeah. people got to trust themselves a lot more. because And... And go after the low-hanging fruit first. Go and after, go and get the easy wins, and that creates some momentum and motivation towards the bigger ones. That's fantastic. So to our
2: listener and our audience who's watching right now, so as Trab said, you go to the blueprint of a bucket list or watch the TED talk on YouTube, and then list your twelve list your bucket list and yeah, you
1: create it, your bucket list and send it to me and send it to Trab. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so they can, um, you know, like, like, and I put this challenge out to everyone and, uh, and, and we're, we're actually in the business, we're in the, we're in the um, stages of actually compiling a book of bucket lists right now. So if you want to actually be in a book too, um, which is like next level accountability, <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and, and we, you know, we'll say who you are, where you're from, what sort of business you're in. Submit your bucket list to us and, uh, and see what happens. That's great. So we go into the, I see you also have,
2: you're also doing uh, a podcast. So the Bucket List Live podcast as well. Why did you start your podcast? And what are the two or three of the biggest impact it has on, on your business? Um,
1: I, the cool thing about my job um, is is that I uh, I really do I really do connect with some really interesting people, um, and and probably like yourself. So so it's funny because this is a bootstrapping podcast, especially for entrepreneurs. I really don't know what mine is for. I don't know my target market, and and but people seem to really resonate with it. And I've gone and gone on and off. I probably need to talk to you about your services, mate. But at the end of the day. I just connect with some interest and I, it came out of like, Oh, we're, we're, you know, we're having a chat, you know, and we've connected and Hey, do you, do you mind if I record this? And that's how it kind of started. And, um, but no, I, and, and I've, I've, I've talked to, you know, talked to some really interesting people, their impact on my business. Um, some have been absolutely amazing. There's some uh, unbelievable entrepreneurs out there. Um, some have got nothing to do with my business whatsoever. Some have got nothing to do with business whatsoever. So for instance, I, I just, um, I I just interviewed a guy by the name of Dr. Sean Baker and he's, and, and, you know, I I, I'm just, I'm kind of like, I'm from the personal training background, but he, and, and and I was really interested uh, because lately, Uh, interesting talking to this guy because he's a he's a he's a doctor been in the army seen seen a lot of a lot of action um based in america and he's like the the poster boy um for the carnivore the carnivore way of eating you know which is a more of a it's very (laughs) non-vegan so uh so the carnivore eating and i've tried and tested a few few things recently and had, you know, great results with, with my health and the family as well. And so I just wanted to interview this guy and he's very, you know, he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast and, you know, a a number of different ones. And I was just fascinated to talk to this guy and uh, he gave me the opportunity. I had a chat to him and um, yeah, we talked for talk for ages and I was absolutely fascinated. And, um, and so that was, uh, now he's created a, a whole business around it and stuff. Um, so he was really interesting. I also have recently uh, talked to the founders of Mind Medicine Australia who are um, are doing, you know, trials with uh, things like PTSD and, and, you know, using things like DMT and psilocybin and um, these sort of, you know, ayahuasca, uh, and ecstasy kind of, you know, these the, the drugs that comes, that comes out of those. Um, what's it called? Not DMT. Well, anyway, uh, alternative medicines um, to help things. You know, there's a lot of research. Tim Ferriss is doing a lot of stuff around that and investing in this space. These guys have had, and they're older, very well established. Um, they got a team, board of directors, put together Mind Medicine Australia, now run an annual symposium, conference around this uh, this and they're getting some government funding for trials and you know they're on a mission to help combat things like depression anxiety PTSD in people trauma in people through alternative therapies which and that was just a fascinating chat nothing to do with business but I guess a passion turned into a foundation a not-for-profit huge um through to uh my now business partner, Brad Sugars. Now, Brad Sugars uh, is he's the author of 18 business books um, on wealth through to investing through to uh, definitely business. He pretty much started um, was about 25 years ago. He started a company called Action Coach. Action Coach is a big global business coaching franchise in 70 plus countries, nearly 2000 coaches worldwide. Uh, and, and he sort of put, helped put business coaching literally on the map um, and, and uh, is an absolute wealth of knowledge. He's actually my business partner with Bucket List Coach as well. So, um, you, know, ab- you know, always fascinating to talk to him. And I talked to him this morning as well, but that podcast was uh, absolutely fascinating too.
0: This podcast is brought to you by OSPAD Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast.
2: Yeah, so what has been your most unexpected surprise during your podcast journey so far?
1: Uh, How much time it takes to put it all together. (laughs) Uh, And at the risk of sounding, uh, you know, you know, time in versus reward, you know, it's an interesting journey, you know, it takes a bit to put a podcast together and you're looking for like, okay, how do I monetize this? But it's just, you know, having these conversations, putting the messaging out there and putting it out into the, into the internet and see how it goes um, where you don't really see a direct payoff immediately with a podcast. So, you know, for people that are looking to create a podcast all well and good, but the ROI around a podcast is, eh, you don't know when it's going to come, um, unless you have a real, you know, a, a real strategy around it, and that's probably where you can help. Um, but no, the cool thing that the the, the cool thing that I've noticed is that it really helps you connect with people, like yourself, mate. That, that you never know, you know, you never know where it can go, where these relationships start, and. You know, as you can see by now, people love talking about themselves and, and um, it really allows a platform for you to connect um, and, and really help another person promote whatever they've got to promote and for you to connect on a level that, um, that, that you wouldn't have otherwise connected on, which has been really cool. So, you know, here we are, you're in Adelaide, I'm in Melbourne, we've never met before and, uh, and who knows, we might start doing business together. And that's, that's the, it's a, it's a really, really powerful networking tool. Right. Thank you so much.
2: So do you have any final advice or anything else you want to share with the startup entrepreneur business owner who is listening, watching right now?
1: I think that people are, especially in the startup community are very flippant these days. Okay. And that's not what I want to invest in. Um, example, people these days, now this is just in the job market, not in the entrepreneur market, but people change their jobs 15 times in their working life now. Now, five to 10 years ago, it was seven times. It's doubled. People go into things, they come out of things. So all I can say is, is pick a highway and then pick a lane and then own that lane. Own that lane, put the blinkers on, go one one inch wide and a mile deep rather than one inch deep and a mile wide and just check in with yourself and say, okay, I'm going to do this for a year, two years, three years, I think three years gives it a fair plan and a fair, fair litmus test as to whether an idea is going to hit the market or not. You know, have that working capital until you break even, all that sort of thing, you know, to start off with. But people have to obviously exercise more patience too. And you've got to, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know this, you've got to take, you've got to take six punches and get up on the seventh. You just have to. Like, just because an idea doesn't fly out of the gate and work straight away doesn't mean it's a bad idea. You've just got to tweak the sales, tweak the rudder and 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 move accordingly. But stay the course. So you know? never never give up. Oh well, well, have you you know, have the level at which you have the level at which you tap out, because, you know, it's like an investment. Like look at um, I call it a a a stop loss. Right, we've all got a stop loss, and the stop loss is a reference from forex trading. Okay, so a stop loss is where you go, okay, no more bets. You know, I, you're putting in money into this investment, into this, you know, th- this this market, um, into this business, and you're just getting no payoff. You keep putting it in, keep putting it in, and you're like, okay, <clears throat> when's it going to bear fruit? When's it going to happen? And you can keep putting money out. Now, if you haven't got a stop loss, in forex trading, foreign exchange trading, um, that just takes all your money and it'll just keep taking your money, even though you're losing money. So it won't bottom out. It just keep yeah. But you've got to put that bottom out, that bottom level stop loss in that basically says, "Hey, dickhead, stop, stop putting money in this. It's not it's not bearing fruit, and we're going to stop you from losing everything here. So you've got to build that into your to your business. I dare say, build it into relationships, build it into your, your, um, everyone has one built in maybe consciously or unconsciously into their health, into their wealth. It's like, where is your stop loss in every area of your life? Business is no different. Right. And so people have got to be aware of what that is. You know, when, when will you know, when, what is that point at which you tap out? Right. That's the negative, but also, build in a success marker and a success marker is when I'll you know, finish this sentence, I'll know I'm successful in my business when dot, dot, dot. Now that's a really interesting, interesting, you know, um, idea to think about when will you know you're successful because entrepreneurs don't celebrate success, but we need to realize when we've hit a milestone and that's a really good way of doing it. Thank you
2: for that information and idea to some, to our entrepreneur and start off any, any parting word before we wrap up the, the podcast,
1: uh, Trav? Uh, no, I mean, people can contact, you know, contact me, go to the bucket list guy.com um, and forward slash book. Now there it is <laughs> forward slash book, uh, you know, register to get it, get a book in the next week or so, buy the book in the next you know, after a week of, after this, after this is recorded. um, We're doing a launch on Amazon uh, next Tuesday, which is in about half a week. Um, Exciting times, long time coming. Um, But also if people want to, you know, suss out bucket list coach and becoming a bucket list coach and teach this, you know, it could be a good add on, which it has been for a lot of people in business, a good add on, to go out and teach these positive psychology principles and make money from it—it's a business in a box. There's a license, and you can do online, offline programs with people. Um, yeah, they can go to bucketlistcoach.com and uh, check that out. For we run webinars on that every week. But yeah, hook me up on the socials, Instagram. I think we're connected on that, mate. And you know, bell is where I'm at there.
2: Alright, thank you so much for your time, uh, Trab. So as I said, all the show all the links will be on the show notes on this podcast. So just check that out. So if you want to find Trab on the social, so you can check the his website at theBacketlistGuy dot On the Twitter, it's Trab Bell. And on the Facebook, the Bucketlist Guy. On Instagram, if you're on Instagram, it's back and on LinkedIn as well, it's from yeah. Bell as well. So, yeah. and of course, if you go to YouTube as well, so the, the Bucket List Guide 2011. So, yeah, yeah. So, everything on that, but I'll put in a show note. And thank you so much for your time. And see you next week for another episode of the Bootstrap Podcast under OSPOD Syndicate. And also, thank you for the Kangaroo Fair Media Lab, a podcast management service.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Ospod Syndicate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcasts you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at GorillaPodcastSyndicate.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www. ww.kangreofern
1: dot com.